original broadcast date is February 8, 2021, the so-called year of hell, if you will. The views expressed on this podcast are made by a clear and evident member of Organization 13, and he does not wish to offend anyone. He just wants to acquire the key blade. <laughs> it's 12.50 It is one week I don't know the fucking song Alright We're here Episode 2 Of something that people probably don't really listen to Other than a few close friends But, uh, you know, it's screw it Unless we have some sort of semblance of an audience Episode 2 Original broadcast date February the 13th, 2021, the year of hell, or as, uh, you know, most people dub it, 2020 part two, because really, what has changed so far? What really has? But, hey, at least, <laughs> oh god, I corpsed, I, 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 I mean, I always corpse, but, uh, yeah, oh god, I already have the chat. sharing this. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. We got shit to talk about, but uh, yeah. <sighs> so, well, if you hear me doing periodic sounds of uh, silence, do be aware that I am occasionally heading out, or at least, you know, occasionally having to do stuff, because right now, as of recording, as of me saying this stuff, my house is literally going evil dead on me. As in, okay, it all started with the issue that, um, <laughs> first of all, we've been having, you know, for a little bit of good news, our house, you know, a lot of us, you know, because of the epidemic, we've been doing this for almost not really a year now, it's close to being a year, I think the, uh, the epidemic hit, you know, for us. For us, at least, it hits somewhere near March, so you know we're close to a year. But hey, we're starting to we're starting to make a fallout shelter. It's hey, we got air pur uh, air uh, purifiers. We're 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 doing all right. We're doing all right. We're trying to survive the Resident Evil C virus. But other than that, yeah, my house is slowly tearing itself apart. And it's funny because it's starting to act up ever since we got the pur purifiers. Like. Our, uh, the washing machine that I'm usually the guy in charge of, I'm taking care of that and stuff, is, uh, you know, washing, <laughs> it seems to be a motherly thing initially, but, uh, you know, I, I'm taking used to it. It's, it's one of my house responsibilities other than, uh, cooking and stuff, you know. I'm holding my weight, and then, you know, all of a sudden the washing machine decides to flood, like... As soon as I open it, I see this big-ass pool of uh, aqua, of water, of uh, a hydro, and it, it, it just fills up, and it, it isn't big enough to, like, be noticeable, but it's like a notable pod. It's like a notable pool being on there, so, uh, yeah, that was fun. I don't know if we have to get a new one. We... What I did, I, I just done, done another cycle. I didn't put any clothes in. I just spun it raw 
like, you know, just spun up with nothing in it, and, uh, you know, the water just spun around, and it's gone now. Everything's fine now. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was, you know, a screaming worthy movie. Jesus! All I need to do is just check on something. I don't want these goddamn, uh, these goddamn pop-ups killing my eardrums. Christ. Arg. Alright. Alright, alright, alright. Just take care. So, other than that, I would probably say, you know, other than probably wanting to throttle uh, technology, is, uh, you know, we're, we're doing alright. We're doing good. We're doing good. Um... You know, <laughs> um, game wise, you know, recently I have been mostly doing stuff off stream because, you know, college boy, but, uh, you know, now that I've taken care of that stuff, I'll just say, <laughs> you know, I've been playing, a, I've been getting back into RE4. Now, if you've been joining me for those RE4 streams, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a trip. It's a little bit of a journey. So, um, okay, we're taking that. This is probably going to be a little bit of a hot take with regards to RE lore and stuff, but um, I it's always kind of a little bit of confusing because you know in RE four that Leon is doing backflips and front flips, smashing through windows like it's a goddamn John Woo film. And then, you know, RE2, the past Leon, he's just a normal guy trying to survive and trying to survive an apocalypse. But, the, uh, yeah, I mean, did he get training? Did he, when did he become the equivalent of a real world Dante without the calling to you Star Fox? Um, when... When did he, uh, you know, become the, you know, without the devil stuff, the the demon powers is what I've been trying to get across. Uh, yeah, a little bit of an odd thing. But yeah, we've been playing through that game. And okay, you know, knowing the rumors, um, I forgot to kind of address this as a little bit of a news aspect thing. But apparently there are a little bit of brief rumors saying that there's going to be some sort of... Uh, I thinking oh yeah 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 um there is going to be some sort of re4 remake which yeah it's been a long time rumor i mean people have been predicting it ever since re3 kind of dropped but um yeah apparently if people have been catching on to the news the teams have been switched so um originally all right correct me if i'm wrong um i might <laughs> might as well rely on good old Dr. Google to help me out, but um, apparently the team that's supposedly working on the RE4 remake, supposedly, I don't know if it's going to happen, it might not happen for like another two years, one year, I don't know, but um, apparently the team's been swapped, or at least, you know, switched out, so I think the original RE4 team was, you know, it was a team who worked on the RE3 remake, 
but uh, uh, supposedly, allegedly, they may not have touched at all. I mean, they could supposedly be a hand in it, but uh, yeah, the uh, team, I think it's, you know how Nintendo has all these separate teams, like R&D, like Treehouse, the RD3, RD4, correct me if I don't spell it right, but you know how Nintendo has separate teams? You know, a, a lot of game devs have separate teams. Well, I just bring up Nintendo for the sake of, you know, to make an easy comparison. But, um, yeah, apparently they switched the team because, you know, the main Capcom team looked at them, you know, looked at how RE3 performed, which, um, you know, I, I haven't touched the game, but judging by other people's perception on it, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a downgrade compared to RE2. Like, okay, the actual RE3, um, first of all, yeah, it mainly centered around one character. It was Jill. And yeah, there were a bunch of, uh, you know, it was probably a relatively smaller game com in comparison. I mean, you didn't have the multiple pro tags, and then, you know, I think it just mainly centered around Raccoon City. And then, you know, mostly subways and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I haven't really tried RE3 myself. I'm just going by memory and going by, you know, what other people have said about it. I may give it a try and then maybe try the remake just for comparison now that I've said that. I have played RE2 Remake. I will say that. I've 100% of that game, so at least I know what I'm talking about when I'm, uh, you know, speaking about that game. But uh, yeah, RE3 Remake, a little bit of a letdown compared to RE2. You know, notoriously, like, people were complaining, oh, hey, the game's short, and oh... A lot of, apparently a lot of assets were reused, I'm guessing, and uh, yeah, it was relatively shorter. There was, other than the multiplayer mode, which was, you know, most people say it was lackluster and all that, you know, there, there wasn't too much extra content compared to, you know, the treatment RE2 Remake got, which, I mean, our, you know, Remake 2 probably got, uh, you'd probably say, re make two but um yeah that got the most attention it was the most well developed like it was the longer time it took for that to develop that was like you know an ancient secret alongside you know ff7 remake the first part so um yeah that was a long <laughs> it took a long time so obviously the game with the longer polish would you know have a little more content in it I mean, <laughs> it's better than, you know, usually rushing a game, like, I mean, you know, so I, <laughs> it's better than, you know, taking out an unfinished product like Cyberpunk, like, that game had, like, what, seven years, or whatever, uh, we'll get to Cyberpunk, don't worry, it's it's not a podcast episode without us bashing Cyberpunk in some way, shape, or form, but, uh, yeah, it's funny, that game takes seven years and then it comes out as a friggin' broken mess of pixels and polygons and PS1 models. But, uh, yeah. And then we have... So basically... <laughs> but yeah, we have our remake too. Yeah, it, it, it was more polished. More polished. But anyways. Yeah. RE4 enjoy that game i mean my one gripe i mean yeah it's 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 the old port 
I mean, it's a port. I think it's the HD remaster on PS4, not the not the PS3 version. Because god damn, Capcom. <laughs> a funny thing that game. That game was supposed to be GameCube exclusive, but then suddenly it went to it went to the PS2, and then it went to all of these other consoles, and then you know it just it was originally part of the Capcom Big Four, but hey, it was too too big of a game to like you know just just keep it into one collection which hey i've re1 remake and uh, you know re0 they're getting the same treatment too so eh. who am i to you know think that re4 has like all the special privileges but uh, yeah it, it's a decent remake my one gripe is you know mostly it's because it's dated i mean it, it ages well it uh i'm used to it i'm used to it playing well i mean most people i've if you know, compared to, like, other third-person stuff, like, say, you know, anything modern, like, even Gears of War or Uncharted, yeah. I mean, those are completely different games. They're not too heavily, like, action horror. Uh, I mean, they're all action, but they're not too horror-oriented. But, yeah, it, it was a good attempt. I'm used to it. But uh, probably more experienced people will probably have, you know, more stuff to say. I just comment on, you know what my opinions are on whatever matter there is that needs to be talked about. Mm -hmm. Other than that, the RE4. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been trying to get into SF5 again, but, you know, we'll talk about that in the news. And then we'll be, uh, you know, also FF14, which, you know, I, I logged in again. I've been playing it in the background. I just uh, remember Pugilists, their DPS, and you know the rules of you being DPS in FF14, or, like, I don't know, DPS characters, and I think it's a common MMO cliche where any sort of character can be the bottom bitch. And by bottom bitch, I mean, you know, you can queue up for a raid, and then nothing will happen for a solid half hour. Like, honestly, I had to wait for a half hour just to be queued in to a raid. And the worst part is, I'm still in the base game. <laughs> I think I'm around level... I think I'm around level 20? Or level... Uh, I'm, it's truth be... Okay. For anyone, any FF14 vets who are probably listening into this, I'm probably near, like, you know... I finished the two first range, which was the pirate one... And then I did the cultist one, the the pirate one involving the uh, fish man. And the, uh, the pirate one has the fish man as the raid boss. Not the raid boss, but you know what I'm talking about. I think it is a raid boss, mini raid boss, but it's not like I'm saying it's Alexander or anything. But, uh, you know, fish man, first dungeon, and then second dungeon, we dealt with literal, uh, literal mind flayer from uh, D&D. But, uh, but yeah, that was, that was how it was going. We've, We've survived that long enough. But yeah, if you do, if you do want to check out my streams, do check me out at you know the channel that this is being hosted on. But hey, for any of you audio-only listeners, for those who are like you know tuning into the Spotify, the Google Podcasts, wherever this is being, this is being located to, um, Twitch. Hold on. God, I run a Twitch thing and I don't even memorize my HTML. The shit. 
Um, <laughs> a few more clicks. Why is my internet so slow? It's probably because I'm multitasking. But da, 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 yeah, twitch.tv slash Z Kelroff. You can check me out there. And, uh, you know, if you want to see my YouTube content where I make musics and Jesus Christ, the audio. Um, if you want to check me out for, like, you know, my musics remix, my uh, shit posts, any uh, YouTube poops, or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, like, you know, broadcast all my streams. I'm trying to archive them like you know put them on youtube because hey i don't i mean twitch the thing with twitch and copyright it has been slightly lenient towards me like <laughs> okay let me let me tell y'all a story um i for those who are usually active on me seeing on this channel you know that i do these wrestling streams or rather these streams were okay you know the game 2k 2019 um wwe you know one of the good ones um yeah i have a trend where i make custom characters and then you know i kind of host a show with them and you know it's all ai battles so the ai kind of does things and then you know we we create a storyline with that and the show the theme of my show just for you know shits and giggles the theme of the show is uh you know it's it's a limp biscuit song and it's because it's wwe limp um the undertaker which is one of the characters in the game, obviously. The Undertaker is, like, almost in every WWE game, circa 1991. Um, but, you know, the only one of the Undertaker's themes is Limp Bizkit's keep rolling, 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 rolling up. And, uh, you know, we have a little bit of a running gag slash, uh, you know, motif of <laughs> slapping Limp Bizkit as our show's official theme, or, you know, slightly unofficial. And I've been getting away with it. I've been getting away with that song. Okay, Twitch Cops, if you're listening, please, for the love of God. I mean, I, I'm small. It's not like you'll target me anyways. But, um, yeah, I've been having Limp Biscuit. I mean, it's an edited version. It's not like the whole song's playing. But, you know, it's keep rolling, rolling, rolling. And I've been having that shit not touched for the fewest times, for the longest, longest time. Nobody's been able... I become untouchable. That song, <laughs> it's like the most bizarre it's like you know the franklin Brett, the franklin badges from earthbound from other you wear that and then you know i'm untouchable and stuff excuse me to go back i think the washing machine is uh, acting up again cool boy I, I i hear noises i hear noises all right hello 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 Hello. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Aha. Mm. Oh, yeah, I just. Re <laughs> oh, I've been on Twitch for the longest time and I haven't realized there's like a stream delay. Heh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah, and I'll be edited out. I apologize. I was just, you know, giving my washer a good kicking. All right, straight out idiot works. Also, I'm snacking down on carrots as well, so you know things are things are going on. Mm 
Oh, that's a good carrot. Alright, so. Not only that, but I'm also kind of drawing on the side lines, and these drawings are for, funnily enough, I'll guess might as well do the, you know, shameless plug. But anyways, for those who are interested, at least those who are, uh, you know, intrigued at the what I'm drawing for, this is for the, you know, the OC tournaments, which, hey, if you've been hanging around the Vianto circles, uh, don't worry. Uh, I swear to God, it's probably one of the good things of DeviantArt. It's not. <laughs> it Trust me, there's a few corners. You have to dig in there. You have to dig in there to find the good part of DeviantArt to, you know, that isn't filled with, like, you know, diaper fetishes or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a good part. But anyways, yeah, I'm uh, doing artwork. As we speak for the an OC tournament hosted by, uh, you know, if you check out his HTML, might as well post it on the chat just for anyone who's watching, you know. He's a, you know, friend I, I discovered, might as well give him the rub. Um, Sukoshi Kaze, please, for the love of God, uh, I hopefully get that right. But, uh, yeah. I'm call that my first shameless plug, but yeah, he's, you know, he's hosting an OCT tournament. It's got a lot of people coming in. It's, uh, I don't know if exact numbers, but we're having almost over 160 entrants and, uh, yeah, I think 34 of them have been selected. So yeah, there's, there's people coming back and a lot of people, a lot of people with art good things coming around from different circles they do art they do uh a few of them even animate a bunch of them even do web comics for a living so you know it'll uh it'll be an interesting thing to witness and uh yeah i'm doing my part for it i'm not you know as a contestant working alongside with me and uh you know a good old friend of mine but yeah we'll uh might as well plug it in if you want to see some good ass art, some good ass, uh, good ass drawings, good ass pictures with you know, bright colors and lines segmented into potentially humanoid uh, bodies. Do check that out. It's gonna be a whale of the time. Uh, or uh, you know, if you're too lazy to you know, probably type in Sukoshi Koze Kaze. Just uh, type in the Tournament of Two Souls, or all that. The uh, actual tourney itself starts around the 25th of February. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be a ball. People will go. It'll be a grand time. Oh, Jesus Christ, that sounded like Mickey Mouse having a dagger to the throat. But uh, other than that, I'll get on to the news. Alright, so, <laughs> alright, so, for anyone who's uh, catched up on my first episode, we discussed briefly on, you know, what the hell is going on with cyberpunk, but, uh, yeah, turns out, shit, 
someone's being a little bit of a dick. <laughs> um, to put it briefly, um, CDPR recently has been hacked by a potentially anonymous hacker. I think it's recently, well, not really anonymous. They probably got the guy's um, potential guy is, you know, he's probably British, according to, you know, some location things. But anyways, CDPR. Just to confirm, because he actually did a little bit of a... Ah, here we go. A little bit of a project. But yeah, CDPR. This is a... Might as well just read it. Yeah, they've been hacked. And there's an actual official statement to it. I'll read both. But yeah, the uh, hackers, you know, hackers mail. Hello, CD Projekt. Or... Pro I keep on saying project, but that's because of me being so American. So, so North American. Um, your have been epically pwned, you know, hacker slang, hacker slang, because, you know, there's no way I can type beyond, you know, being a 10-year-old trying to be edgy. Um, we have dumped full copies of the source codes from your brief Perforce server for Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher Free, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher Free. We have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administrating, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. If we will not come to an agreement, then your source codes will be sold or leaked online, and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. Your public image will go down the shitter even more, and people will see how your how you shitty. Oh, grammar. This man's trying to sound intimidating, but yeah, you hacked. But here's the thing: why don't you hack a goddamn grammar site? Um. How shitty your company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company and the stock will dive even lower. Goddamn, as if we can get away from stonks. Um, you have 48 hours to contact us. And uh, this was originally issued in, uh, you know, February 9th. It's safe to say the deadline's been, uh, you know, exceeded. We'll get to that, though. But I might as well just read it up. Um, CD... Project Red's official response reading, Yesterday we discovered that we have become a victim of a targeted cyber attack due to, to the which some of our internal systems have been compromised. An identified actor, <laughs> it's funny they call actors actors all of a sudden, um, gained unauthorized access to our internal network, collected certain data belonging to CD Projekt Capital Group, and left a ransom note the content of with the content of which we release to the public. Although some devices in our network have been encrypted, our backups remain intact. We have already secured our IT infrastructure and begun restoring the data. Okay, so that's a little bit of good news. But uh, we will not give in to the demands nor negotiate with the actor, being aware that this may eventually lead to the release of compromised data. We are taking necessary steps to mitigate the consequences of such a release, in particular by approaching any parties that may be affected due to the breach. We are still investigating the incident. However, at this time, we can confirm that to our best knowledge, the compromised systems did not contain 
any personal data of our players or users of our services, which, you know, I think that's probably a little... You see the thing? Yeah, you obviously have to state that. It's kind of like a little bit of a legal thing that, you know, you have to say, hey, none of your credit cards or whatever is being, you know, leaked, which, hey, given that CD Projekt kind of owns, you know, GOG, yeah, they own GOG, so, you know, that's probably a big thing. You know, they got a promise. It's like, you know, imagine Steam getting hacked. I mean, Valve getting hacked, and then, you know, people probably being concerned about their Steam stuff being taken, but alas. Um, we have already approached the relevant authorities, including law enforcement and the president of personal data protection office, as well as IT forensic specialists, and we will closely cooperate with them in order to fully investigate this incident. Now, it has been more than it. We've been past February the 9th. They had a 48-hour deadline, and um, yeah, shit's, shit's getting whack. Shit's turning into a goddamn drama. Um... According to recent news, um, the hacker that cannot spell, yeah, he's apparently selling, uh, allegedly, I think it's probably confirmed by now, but, uh, yeah, he's selling the source code to, okay, it's a common leaking practice, I mean, I'm someone who, I have a little bit of knowledge in this field, I don't know the entire story yet, I mean, you know, we gotta wait for stuff to unfold, first of all. But it's a common practice if you're leaking data or something. From what I realized is that, you know, as a scare tactic, most people will, um, if you're hacking something, you'd probably release stuff to the public or try to sell whatever. If you're doing ransomware, I'm not saying I encourage this stuff, okay? Ransomware, if you do it, you're a pretty shitty person. I'm just going to say, uh, say that out loud. I don't care for what intent... Like, but still, you're pro potentially putting people's jobs, careers, lives at risk. But, you know, if you're doing, if you're working into, if you're making ransomware against a company, you're probably going to, you know, leak little uh, segments of stuff. Like, you know, you know how the Nintendo Giga Leak works? They, I think there was like multiple parts to it. So, you know, they'll do that. But I think... That was really too much malicious. It's not like they had actual personal information. It was just source code for games. Which, yeah, there's source code involved. But there's also, you know, actual uh, documents. Potential documents that even might relate to how Cyberpunk 2077 is such a trash fire. But, yeah, there's actual personal items involved. So they might actually leak some of the stuff at first. And then, you know, they're going to... Use it as a scare tactic, essentially. Which, hey, we're going to we're going to take this one piece of software, and then you know we're going to wait for you to pay up. And if you do not pay up, we will launch the arms. second piece of something. <laughs> but yeah, that's essentially the uh, that's essentially what they'll do. And you know the other part, it's a scare tactic. I think they are selling Gwent. For seven million, I, I mean, it's either Gwent or The Witcher thing. It, one of those products. They're going for either a million or seven million. I think seven million got tossed somewhere, but eh, they're selling it. Now, here's the thing. To go into, you know, to probably go into my opinion of this whole matter, to probably discuss the ethics of a few things. Um. <sighs> Let's 
Sorry, these carrots are just too good. Hacker carrots. <laughs> um. Yeah. The whole FX with... Okay. People are probably thinking, Oh, yeah! We're getting the source code! Oh, yeah! We're probably gonna mod this game! Yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, the source code's good. However, there's actual people's careers and lives at stake. Not only that, but I think it's actually illegal to... It's actually a legal issue to actually possess the source code because, you know, the whole thing with proprietary software and all that, and, you know, that belongs only to the eyes of the company and the company itself. No one outside of it, no uh, no one who's not a deploy will actually get that information and, uh, you know, actually read it. So that's a whole issue in of itself. And then, you know, we have the whole other issue with, um, you know, Oh yeah, what about the modding? I mean, it's not, we can just mod it. We can potentially fix the game. No, there's an actual law against modding source code itself. And plus, okay, source code. Some people say that uh, source code is like the entire finished product. Like source code is, you know, once you get it, you can completely do the whole thing. But unfortunately, it's... It's not really like that. The source, as uh, if we go to the actual definition, source code explained. Reading this off of Ionis, you can join us. The source code. It's literally just the template. It's the thing. It's probably the most core. It's the code at the base level. Yeah, it's the bottom thing. It shows you the basic stuff, but it's not like you can compile an entire. I mean, some people do this, but mostly through reverse engineering or you know, doing their own form of code. However, there's more to it than just taking source code and just plopping it into a product and just expecting results to be, like, exactly the same. Yeah, you'll get the source code. Yeah, you'll understand how the thing is programmed, how everything, you know, compiles at the end. But it's not like you'll, you know, you're going to get a whole-ass game out of it. I mean, the Nintendo Giggly had source code. Yeah, you can look through to it. Some people reverse-engineered, some people... Yeah, there was whole whole unreleased games in there. Like, there was even a, a prototype version of Yoshi's Island that was in that Giga Leak, and I think there was a few uh, Pokemon-related things, too, as well. But, um, yeah, that's a whole other issue into itself. Um, so, and to think people, people would actually money for actual, uh, you know, the source code to, like, you know, CD Projekt games... And then the other thing is the unreleased version of The Witcher 3. Um, there's been speculation that, oh, this is probably like, you know, a version before the one we got. Well, you know, there's actual rumors, and I think it's been kind of hard confirms that, you know, CD Projekt, I think they they probably announced a version of it as, a, you know, a next-gen port of it. A next-gen to, like, you know, PS5, Series X, all that, which... You know, unreleased, it's not like anything that's automatically unreleased is going to relate to a past product. It's probably going to be, you know, you know, something that'll be released to the, to the future. So it's like, you're taking whatever the name is, and it's like, you're thinking, oh yeah, that's going to be something we haven't touched. It's probably something, yeah. It's called unreleased. It's not like unreleased product that was supposed to be uh, beta. If they were going to say, we're going to release the beta version of Witcher Free. Yeah, that would make sense because that would imply that would be a prototype 
of the original game. But, uh, but, nah. So, yeah. Apparently, recent no news, however, if we, uh, check out, let's check out, I, I've been just, uh, right now I've been just discussing about what's been going on. Yeah. Millions in dark web option. And apparently it's reportedly been sold. And, uh, apparently, yeah, they've, they've found problems in the code. Whoever had it. Um, oh! Oh, okay. So I'm reading this out of Ars Technica. Is a reliable website. I, we're going to do a little bit... Gav around, kitties. We're going to do a little bit of a live read-along. But, um... Yeah. Earlier this week, yada yada, I kind of announced that. Oh, shit. Well, update. Um... No buyer exists and the closer the auction means simply means for the criminals to save face after failing to monetize the attack. So, yeah, they probably closed it. They probably turned chicken and run. Um... Okay. KLA Fret Intelligence Analyst Victoria Kivelich, apologize if I butchered that name, told IGN that the stolen data was sold in a single package. The sellers... Okay, so they're actually not selling it into the actual packs because I thought they probably, you know... That would be... <laughs> that would probably be the more hacker thing to do, just bundle them up in separate things. Um, a hack... Oh! Okay. Okay. Apparently, security experts analyzing the ransom note shared by CDPR have identified a hacking group known as Hello Kitty. <laughs> Hello Kitty, Jesus Christ. Of all the names to choose for your hacking group, as the likely culprit in the ransomware attack, the same group was reportedly behind a ransomware attack on Brazilian power company CEMIG, C-E-M-I-G, among others, late last year, the raw source code for a game which is used to create the executable files distributed to players is usually considered to be a developer's most valuable trade secrets. And yeah, this kind of, you know, it's linking back to that one-time Valve source code for the unreleased version of Half-Life 2 was leaked for, um, you know, leaked by a German hacker. Yeah, I, I know that. I know that. So, yeah. Will we wait? I don't know. And uh, apparently there's rumors that saying the hacker's probably going to release it. Hey, they're probably shitty enough to do that, but we'll wait for this development. Honestly, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see with what's going on with, uh, you know, this issue. Honestly. A leak of anything is kind of a pain of the ass to deal with. Because, you know, a lot of things that you probably want to keep secret, like, yeah, you can discover stuff. There's probably diamonds in the rough hidden in code or whatever, but still, you're probably jeopardizing someone's work, someone's uh, issue just by, you know, pretending you're thinking you're Neo from the Matrix, deciding to, you know, hack into someone's potential livelihood. It's, it's a sketchy thing to do. So, uh, kids... Yeah, you could probably do it for the sake of preservation, but, um, yeah, kids, don't, don't be shitty. <laughs> don't, don't hack into other people's, uh, accounts, or like, you know, companies and such. Now, the, uh, next topic, hopefully something lighter, um, ah, ha, ha, the Street Fighter V winter update. It was, uh, yesterday. No, it was two days. It was 
it was the eleventh, the eleventh of February. So it was Friday. So it was Thursday then. Um, yeah, it was. I liked it. Intentionally, I was gonna probably stream it myself, but um, nah, I just did a watch party in my private Discord. Um, because you know, and yeah, a little bit of a sketchiness considering. I somehow managed to stream the Game Awards and somehow managed to got away with it without any sort of repercussion to this day, which I'm kind of proud of. But, uh, yeah, the whole um, Street Fighter V winner update. As a Sagat main, I am afraid that Dan is potentially going to take my place. Like, okay, Freddy Uninitiated. Might as well summarize this. Dan. He's supposed to be the joke character. He's not supposed to be good at all. He's supposed to be utter, complete shit. And yet, in the game, one of his uh, V skills, he can literally cancel, I think two of his V skills. One's a cancel for, like, special moves. The other's a cancel for any normal moves. This man has combos. This man is literally becoming Marvel. He's he's doing stuff, and I'm kind of scared of him. I'm, I, I'm afraid. He's probably going to take my boy God away from me. And there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing that I could probably deal, do to defend his honor. But, uh, yeah. Dan, he's coming. And then, you know, I, I had a little bit of my bets on what's going to happen. Like, you know, they were going to announce a new battle mechanic. Which uh, I was thinking, oh god, please, if you were to do something like a second critical art. Because, uh, okay, I'm a man who likes flashy stuff. I'm a man who likes, you know, friggin' DBZ level super moves or whatever. And yeah, there's a few good ones in SF5 right now. But honestly, it gets a little bit tiring once you see them a couple of times. Like, some of them are just boring projectile attacks, in all honesty. And... I would love if there was a way to, like, you know, do what Third Strike did and uh, have alternate supers that you can, you know, switch between the two. I mean, yeah, it would probably require a whole lot of balancing and all that, but, but you know, just, just, just for the sake of, you know, keeping st stuff fresh. Which, hey, there's, uh, this is going to be the last season, but it's not like it'll be completely too late to throw in one last thing. Which is either that or a second story mode. But I mean, come on. I, I need the lore. I need the lore. If you know me too well, I need the lore. But, um, yeah. New battle mechanic they uh, showed off is a thing called V-Shift. Now, um, there's t as someone who's played SF5, to describe these mechanics quickly, there's two... Uh, in SF5, if you're getting pressured... One of your tools is other than blocking and, you know, trying to wait for a throw or trying to wait for any sort of frame advantage or whatever, is that you can either use V-reversal, which, you know, if you're blocking, press forward and then two kick or two punch buttons. I think it's either one, but, um, yeah, one of those, but either wall blocking, press forward and then two kick or punch or whatever. And then you'll do a little bit of a, you know, a counter to, you know, get some pressure off of you and you know it's a reliable tool but then v shift comes in and and shit looks neat shit looks you know completely different i'll explain um 
basically. <laughs> V-shift is a mechanic. I think you can activate it anytime. I don't know what the command is for it, but it's kind of like a parry. It's kind of like, imagine having witch time in a fighting game, and I'm not talking about Smash. Um, like, as soon as somebody tries to hit you, you, you do the command, time slows down, and then all of a sudden, you can, like, you know, you have advantage on almost everything. You can dodge attacks, even dodge throws, any body shots. I don't know if it'll work for, you know, lows or, you know, you can get crushed out of things. Like, there's a crush system. But, yeah, it's, it's infinitely something a little better, in my opinion, than V-Reversal, whereas oftentimes there's a way around it. Like, you can get thrown out of it, you can get baited, you, you can have it blocked, and then, you know, have to start the whole process again. But this one, oh boy. And then there's a way of for you to attack right out of it, which, you know, makes things even more of a pain in the ass for you to deal with. So, yeah, that's that's a whole pain into one of itself, V-Shift. And, uh, oh yeah, Rose. Rose is coming in. Uh, you know, for those who don't know, Rose is the friggin' JoJo's reference. If you thought Gal was, you know, if you thought Gal was Polnareff, Rose is goddamn Lisa Lisa. As in, you know, she is the character. <laughs> She's the literal... It's funny. Most uh, JoJo references, they either reference the stands... Bite. <laughs> they either reference the stands or they reference something from like part one or battle tendency. It's either a pillar man, it's either posing, it's either Haman, it's either the stone mask. Or it's even Dio itself. But, um, yeah. Someone picking Lisa Lisa to reference their uh, game after? Okay. Seems cool. But. And yeah, I'll be editing these carrot stuff out of, like, the actual, um, the actual audio. But, yeah. And as a Sagat main, who am I worried more for? I mean, Dan himself, he probably wouldn't give me too much trouble. But Lisa, Lisa, uh, <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, I was calling the, well, I wasn't calling the reference, I'm calling the actual character. Um, yeah, Rose, she's quite notorious. She's one of them trickster types. And, uh, you know, she can reflect fireballs, which, if you're a Sagat player, that's one of the many, many tools that you should use in your arsenal, because, you know, fireballs put some pressure, and then they want to jump, and then when they jump, Tiger Uppercut. And, uh, you know, rinse, wash, repeat, the saga goes on. Um, and then, you know, she can teleport, she can slide, she can reflect. Oh, yeah, the teleport thing. Uh, that's her V-trigger. So, if you can tell, imagine... If you're strange fireballs, oh boy, imagine an idiot who can somehow teleport past them and negate your entire game plan. Boy, wouldn't that be a pain in the ass, huh? So, uh, yeah, Rose, she's she's gonna make me angry. 
And then there's the whole thing. She's got goddamn, <laughs> she's got goddamn SMT buffs, as in she can literally, you know, a, a V-trigger that can apply buffs or debuffs. I don't know what the variety of them are. I don't know <laughs> the variety of them are. Bleh. I don't know what the, you know, what, what they are mostly. I don't know what they affect or whatever, but, um, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be pains in the asses. I can call it, I'm calling it right now. But, uh, yeah. That's gonna be a pain to deal with, in all honesty. And then, you know, we have the whole other issue with... And then the next character, the next character, Oro, they showed a little bit of a teaser, and, uh, <laughs> Oro, for, uh, for the uninitiated, Oro, he's a third strike character, He's traditionally, he's an old yellow man, and he's, uh, you know, he's potentially the the old guy of the game, as if the old guy being, like, he's, he's a dalsum fused with an Akuma, as in, yeah, his rival is Akuma in Ryu, and, you know, he's, he's a sleepy man, but he fights with one arm, because if he uses two arms, he'll accidentally kill people, so, you know, he imposes a handicap in himself to at least, you know, keep things slightly fair. Which, and eh, novel concept, I'll admit it, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. That, that sounds pretty neat. Imagine being too strong that you need to, like, you know, have one arm. But here's the thing, um, because of how 2D sprites worked, um, you know, the issue of, like, you know, say Sagat's eye patch would be covering his left eye, but then suddenly he switches to, like, the other direction and then covers one side of the face and there's an entire you know difference between the others yeah that's that's the whole issue with it so yeah that happens but now you know they're switching with the uh, you know because of the progress with technology and you know having all these all these polygons coming in we have you know him holding a turtle now so you know every time he faces direction or whatever he'll uh We'll be holding something else completely different. So, you know, they'll, they'll be neat. They'll be something to, you know, you know, just to keep in touch with modern technology. But, yeah, we'll be waiting out for that. That'll be, that'll be something neat to, you know, divulge in. Another pizza bite. Yeah, I got carrots and pizza. Oh, why you think I'm a rabbit? Honestly, what do I think about season five, though? Yeah. yeah I mean, there's mostly going to be a lot more V-Trigger, uh, use involved with it but I mean yeah I'm a, I mostly rely on that stuff as well I mean it's, it's it's a useful tool to use when it comes to you know a variety of things you know related to you know dealing with the combat and all that but you know it'll will it make things harder I, I do not know that's something that uh, you know it'll vary with people and all that 
like you know depending on how good you are with the uh, system and all that and how you can like use it to its full effect and you know get the W mostly but uh, but yeah that'll seem that'll, that'll seem to be fun hmm Oh boy, and yeah, for I just re yeah while I'm talking, you know I probably mentioned this earlier. I was uh, I'm drawing something at the moment too. I mean I'm paying I'm getting my words out as well, but you know just drawing for you know what and yeah the uh, the program I'm using right now it's it's an old reliable for me you know the old phrase old reliable but uh, fire alpaca. Weird name aside, it's it's a good program. Haven't had any issues with it. I'm also using like the uh, Awaycom and Intuos, like the uh, drawn tablet. So you know, it's it's a dandy thing. It's a dandy. It's a, it's it's a good thing to be using as an art man. I mean, you know, I strive to improve. That's all I'm doing. Like, hey, I'm not I'm not gonna be Picasso anytime soon. I mean. Uh, you know, Anna's Anna's more Picasso than I am, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm working, I'm working. It's it's that and uh, programming for Linux. That's that's all I need to do. But uh, yeah, not only that, but you know, programming on a variety of things as well. But. Apologize for the muted stuff. I'm just trying to sort out a few things. Um, yeah, this a few of this is going to be edited in the post. <sighs> yeah, including that side conversation too. So you know, just 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 waiting. All right, the next talking point. We're a little bit of a slow uh, day. I mean, yeah. I'll, we kind of got rid of the juicy stuff too, but uh, yeah. So, folks, <laughs> the new Goji, it's happening, ain't it? Doesn't it look grand? Doesn't it look uh, spectacular? Which, yeah, I think the other uh, the other series were, you know, decent. They were, they were good. I mean, they weren't. There, it's like. I've been reintegrated with the whole series because a friend of mine decided, hey, why don't we go watch Final Wars? And Final Wars, it's a controversial, um, you know, it's a controversial thing to be talking about within the uh, whole goji, goji-dom. <laughs> but uh, personally, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because it was so batshit insane. And all that it's like so many monsters it's like the modern version of destroy all uh destroy all monsters and i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot personally i'm I, i'm not, i'm no film critic i'm no film critic but uh yeah i can i can tell it's decent but yeah singularity point um i'm guessing this is potentially oh oh my I, I've seen the uh, concept art 
I've seen the concept art for Goji, at least this version of Goji, and god damn, he looks like a big boy. He's a big, big, thick man. A big, thick lizard, like, Jesus Christ, it was either that and, uh, you know, legendary Goji. They're, they're thick boys. They're thick lizards. But yeah, reading this off of the wiki. Um, Godzilla's singular point. Features a brand new staff with original story, which depicts the young geniuses. I apologize for butchering this. I am not the target language, but the May Kamino, a female researcher in Yun Arakawa, a male engineer, as they take on a person in threat. Oh, this kind of looks slice of life-ish. I'm, I'm, I'll be intrigued though, I mean, hold on, I, I am a little bit hype for this, because guess what, Toho, they're finally doing it, they're finally doing it, they're bringing it back, they're bringing it back, I'm so happy, I'm shaking my thing, um, they're bringing back Jack Jaguar, oh, Jesus, what did I say, Jet Jaguar, I, I, I said Jack Jaguar first, but yeah, Jet Jaguar, but yeah, oh, Sharpener, um, yeah, that'll be exciting, that'll be something to get into, that'll be neat, I'm just waiting for, you know, when is it coming out, because I haven't, truth be told, I haven't watched the other, I, <laughs> I said I did watch the other series, god, what am I saying, um, yeah, they were, they were decent, it's like, you know, slightly Final Wars with the sci-fi or whatever, I mean, I watched Final Wars later, but yeah, um, Oh, it would feature... Okay, marketing. First Dimension poster art were released in October 26, 2020. Okay, this was a while back, but then showed stuff of April 2021. Okay, but when is it coming out? April 20... Oh, yeah, April 2021. <laughs> I'm sorry, I... I know read. I know read. Yeah, it would be decent. I don't know, we'll have to wait. Art style alone, watching... Rewatching the trailer... Right now, you know, mostly, mostly to, you know, probably rekindle my memory. Consider this a live, uh, consider this a live rewatch. Oh, it looks decent. The whole, oh. Yeah, the whole character's look slice of life-ish, but there's such a jaguar. Um... I will say this, the older series kind of had this, but I guess we might as well have to struggle with the fact that, you know, people just can't seem to animate 3D models in an FPS that's not 20. Like, everything stuck at animating, like, PS2 things have much more better frame rates. But, uh, but, yeah. April 21st. I'm waiting for it. I love Final Wars. I love good old Don Fry, which Don Fry is literally the human Godzilla. Changed my mind. I mean, yeah, he lost a couple of fights, but still. Look at him. The man, the man inspired Mike Hagar for a reason. <laughs> uh, alright.
fourth point, which, you know, this is relatively new, is... <laughs> mm. PS5 Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I apologize for going slow on that, but yeah, it's, it's, it's happening. I mean, we've seen the trailer, people have seen the female Lombax, they're all, they're all drawn out of that. But, um, yeah, it's happening. We're, we're, I think we've got an actual confirmed date, I mean, a confirmed title. I mean, we probably ripped apart, no one's, we got a confirmed title, but uh, we got a date. That's what happened. We got a date, and uh, it's going to hit in uh, June 11th. Whether um, or not there's going to be a PS4, uh, strictly says PS5, bugger. But yeah, <laughs> we'll get, we'll talk to, you know, we'll talk about that, but yeah. Am I excited? I mean, I'm, I played a little bit of a controversial opinion. I have no, uh, I have not really that much knowledge of uh, the series other than watching a few other people talk about it, which, judging by their perspectives, yeah, it looks interesting. I'll probably I'll give it a second chance. But, you know, the two game, the first game I played was um, the demo. <laughs> the demo for the first one, Tools of Destruction, which, yeah, I don't know how it is compared to, like, the other stuff in the series, but, eh. And then the other one being the one for the reboot for uh, released for PS4, which is just called Ratchet Clank. And okay, subtopic. You know what pisses me off? Um, oh my god! I just saw my neck snap back. <laughs> oh, audio only is gonna be pissed. Um, but yeah, you you call things which are like Halloween. Like, say, you know, the Halloween reboot, and then you have to deal with the Halloween original. The only way to say it is, like, you know, Halloween remake or Halloween 2019, even though I don't know if that's when the movie came out. But, you know, you'll get my thing. Reboot titles suck. That's, that's, that's just the thing. They just suck. They suck in general. But, uh, yeah. And then now we go to another one of my rants. We had the rant of me talking about hackers and, uh, you know, cybersecurity and stuff. Now we're talking about another issue, scalpers, scalpers altogether. So, you know, if you're new to this business, or at least you're new to the scalp, wanting to know what the hell scalpers are, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Scalping. To put it bluntly, scalping is basically what people when people buy highly, you know, when people want to find stuff or like you know something that is in high demand, like say I don't know a PS Five, um, the newest iPhone, any any new tech product could be a could be an example of this. But scalping is basically when you buy those products at an excess amount and then try to resell them at a much higher price. And the rise of this has been happening because of a PS5. You want to know why? I've, uh, <laughs> oh God, this is part of the story. Um, this is part of a life story. I was wanting a PS5 for Christmas. 
But then turns out it's so goddamn hard to get it because one, people are, you know, buying that stuff like hotcakes, which yeah, that's understandable. Any uh, anything new coming out, especially with regards to you know what we're dealing with right now. I mean, I know people are getting tired of me saying oh the epidemic. I mean, people are getting tired of other people saying oh we're in COVID or whatever. But yeah, this is we're gonna have to endure it. But uh, yeah. Mostly because of the epidemic that nobody can get a PS5, but yeah, mostly because of these, you know, pardon my language, these asshole scalpers, um, stealing stuff, and, you know, holding it, holding it hostage for people to buy it, and, uh, <laughs> oh god, it's, it's a pain, it's, it's a hilarious, um, and it's funny, I see them everywhere, I see them on videos, and uh, rightfully so, rightfully so, people are busting the balls of these individuals who, you know, they just, they're just scum. They just buy whatever something. And is it illegal or something? Hold on. Scalping. Oh, it's legal as long as you observe regulations. Yeah, it's legal. But, um, it's, you know, it's legal legally, but uh, morally, yeah, you're shit for doing it. <laughs> yeah, you're, like... Little, uh, all right, I'll put this in perspective for most people. Um, say, little Timmy, little Timmy wants a, a new Nintendo. Little Timmy wants the Nintendo and a uh, Nintendo Switch 2. Um, Nintendo Switch Pro, that could be something relevant. Um, that could actually come out, but anyways. Little Timmy wants a Nintendo Switch Pro. And uh, little Timmy's mom... She goes to Walmart, she goes to a superstore, Canadian store, by the way, um, and she can't find it. She can't find it. However, the only alternative is that she goes to uh, eBay or she goes to, like, you know, fake, fake, <laughs> book, um, Facebook, Facebook Marketplace. And the only way, the only way to get it is that she has to bail out at least... 10 grand, uh, 10 grand would be absurd, but hey, scalpers, they'll, they'll find a way to sell it at that price, um, she needs to belt out 2 grand for a console that's mostly around 500 bucks, and yeah, the thing's already, it's already expensive as is, but, you know, you're just making things rough, and what are you doing for the money, eh, what are you doing, you're, you're probably not even gonna be, like, charitable, you're just gonna do it for, oh, I just need it for, like, my kid's college, despite me obviously doing it for, like, you know, personal gain, personal profit. I don't know. Most scalpers might do that. They might come up with that for a reason, but honestly, I think it's bullshit. I think they're just doing it for, like, you know, personal gain. They're just doing it for their own reasons. But, yeah, that's that's my opinions on scalpers. They're scum. They're scum. And it's, it's funny now. It's funny now because apparently... <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm laughing at this right now um yeah reading this off of a gizmodo article you're hurting the ps5 scalpers feelings we're hurting them by call calling them out on their shit on everywhere on like you know everything from twitter to instagram to almost everything because hey you're taking something that people obviously want and reselling them at 
absurdly higher prices? No, oh my God, I'm sorry. Here, come here, let me let me kiss you on the forehead. Oh my God, wow, that's that's rough, buddy. You know, there's children starving in Africa, but hey, the scalpers, the scalpers, the people who, the people who take the PS5s and sell them at absurdly higher prices. No, no, we're hurting them feelings. Oh my God, they're, they're the minority. They're the people that are like, you know, getting bashed. Oh my God. Oh, this article, Jordan. Claims he bought 25 PlayStation 5 units in January and resold them for roughly $967. The PS4 should be closer to $621, so that means Jordan sold you should back up. And generally, all cars you will may see. Yada, yada, yada. Last month, New York. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. They operate as business entities because in some cases they employ full-time staff. Which, yeah, that's bullshit. Um, but they don't make products. They don't design them. And buying items at retail and claiming you're a wholesaler is ridiculous. Like, imagine. Imagine comparing yourself to Walmart. Oh, yeah. We're, we're as big as this multi-million, billion-dollar company that has franchises all over the globe. Nah, man. Nah, man. We're just, like... Four dudes in the warehouse. We got like 500 iPhones, 200 Panasonic, the newest, uh, 200, the newest Panasonic TV. We got 200 of them. We're selling them for like, you know, a thousand a pop. And yeah, it's, it's, it's idiotic. It's, it's idiotic to me. And yeah, I call this me being salty because, hey, I'm one of the idiots who unfortunately couldn't get a PS5 because of, you know, the scalpers but yeah it's it's them it's all them it's all them there's no way to justify it i'm notoriously pro i'm notoriously um god what's the t oh i'm so pissed i can't even remember a term what's the what's the term if you're against something like you're you're not pro something you're anti it's an anti oh really okay thanks <laughs> sorry that was just my mom chiming in um, yeah, I'm notoriously anti-scalper when it comes to this. Uh, like, there's people... Okay, I can't get this out of my head. Um, there's people who are pro-abortion, and then there's people who are anti-abortion. We're not talking about abortion. That's an entire, its own beeswax in it itself. I, but yeah, we're talking about it. We're scalpers. They're, they're evil. They're idiots. They're, they're just, you know... There's no justifying in what they do. I mean, yeah, you could sit me down. Oh, yeah, they're they're selling for something. Screw that. There's 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 always something. There there's much more bigger problems in the world than saying, "Oh my God, we're being laughed at because we buy fifty PS fives and nobody can get them." Oh God, and there's a reason people hate them. There's there's definitely a reason. And now. <laughs> Speaking of which, another thing to be pissed at, um, man, this is going to be the most passive-aggressive I've ever sounded, um, there's patents, folks, patents, for those who don't know, allow me to put them in layman's terms, patents are basically something you get that, you know, you claim 
I think there's a difference between patents and copyrighted itself, but essentially, you know, you're getting the patent for, say, let's say you have a patent for a guitar or whatever, and, you know, a guitar for, like, a certain way of a design, it may have, like, ten strings or whatever, and you patent it. Nobody can take that. It's kind of like a little bit of a form of copyright. Um, I ain't a judge. <laughs> I'm, I'm just some guy talking about this stuff. But, uh, yeah, patents. And apparently there's one going for Warner Brothers, particularly the, uh, the assholes at the game division. They're, um, patenting. Okay, let me say this right now. Mechanics, game mechanics. Patenting them is stupid. It's, it's stupid. Um, I've been watching Jim Sterling. They make great stuff. I probably said this already. They're good with analyzing, you know, the industry and, you know, business-related things. But patenting mechanics is so stupid. It's probably just as stupid as scalping. And here's why. Imagine making... Imagine progressing in something. Imagine making something better. Like, let's say... Um, oh, boy. Someone's been waiting to hear me talk about this, huh? Um... Let's say, okay, for the sake of comparison, for the sake of, like, saying something. Let's say somebody makes a patent on a calendar, like, uh, particularly the calendar we use. I think it's the Meridian calendar or whatever, you know, the January, February, March, April, all that stuff. Um, you make a patent for that. It's so much easier to use that calendar than the other calendars. Like, remember the Mayan calendar? Remember that calendar that said the world would end in 2012? But, nah, they're wrong. The world's gonna end in 2021. Um, yeah, imagine. And we have to use all these other outsourced stuff because the most easiest thing is. Now, here's the thing. Like, mechanics. Ne uh, the whole uh, term about the Nemesis system patent is that, um, for those who haven't done it, Anyone who knows Shadow of Mortar, or, you know, any of the, uh, Shadow of, we'll just say it, Mordor series. The Mordor series, developed by Raven Software. Um, man, Mayan. You know what I'm saying, the Mayan calendar. Um, you know, it's a whole thing where, you know, there's these generated bosses that pop up. And then, depending on if you kill them or not, they usually rank up within the uh, within their own military. It's just encounters that generate, and then you can either have them as friends, all that, go into detail. Basically, more in-depth uh, things. More in-depth, you know, encounters. And honestly, it's a good thing, and it's probably... Think about it. Okay, you're, you're making a patent. <laughs> a patent? Yeah. You're making a patent for... A mechanic that's probably one of the most original mechanics in your in your game. But then you're stealing all this other stuff because okay. I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant starting three, two, one. Mordor has been stealing mechanics from other games. Mordor is stolen I mean technically Arkham is owned by Warner Brothers, like the Batman Arkham games. But um yeah. Mortar essentially uses Batman's Arkham system for, like, their combat. You know, you have to 
time a button press when someone's trying to punch you you have to essentially press square there's i mean there's similar commands you have to do a special takedown in arkham by pressing like what square and x at the same time yeah there's obvious differences but there's usually hey you have your dodge button you have your attack button you have your counter button and then there's some enemies that you can't counter so you have to dodge them and then there's enemies where you have to kind of roll under them to push them aside yeah arkhamish combat that's that god imagine <laughs> oh imagine if uh, warner brothers put a patent on goddamn arkham style combat like a lot of wannabe <laughs> a lot of wannabe you know arkham games would probably be destroyed absolutely demolished but yeah and then you're stealing mechanics from assassin's creed with like you know the free running parkouring doing that jumping whatever mordor has stolen mechanics from other games so you know you know it's funny you're you're preventing people to steal your one single mechanic and then all of a sudden in the in the you're stopping people from like potentially stealing you're monetizing your thing until like what the date said 15 years we're gonna have to deal with this patent for 15 years no one's gonna have to do any sort of nemesis-esque style mechanic and uh you know but your game steals stuff from other things you can steal from like arkham you can steal from assassin's creed steal from everything else okay okay i see the logic in that that's perfectly understandable and then <laughs> the funny thing is most of these patents okay you know how all right time t time to make me sound like a boomer people have brought in up this uh this comparison before in the past i'm gonna do it too um you know how Namco, PlayStation 1 Namco era games like Tekken, I think a few of their collections, um, they usually have one, some of their arcade games playing in like loading screens because, you know, it's a PS1. You're dealing with loading screens up the wazoo and you're doing that. Namco decides to file a patent. So you know what's the most that most people could probably do in like loading screens, especially in games made by Bethesda? Yeah, you have to rotate a character model. You can only do zoom in. Nobody could keep themselves occupied in goddamn loading screens for like, I think the patent expired. Hold on. When did a Namco patent expire? November 27th. November 27th of uh, 2015. Yeah, but guess what? They pat Usually, okay. Usually when you patent something, there's an expectation of you to, to use it in some way shape or form or at least you know patent. but no they just did it so nobody else could do it and that's that's obviously a dick move because you want to bring up innovation okay there's a way to bring up innovation and then there's a way to be like to counter it and what you've done is essentially counter it because nobody literally people millions billions of people throughout the years when a loading screen pops up all they just had to do is just get up get a cup of coffee wait for the goddamn thing to load and then boom there's your game no no way to like play a quick game of pong or pac-man or whatever the fuck to keep to keep your time up and that just pisses you off that pisses me it, it probably pisses you off it pisses me off it pisses everybody in this goddamn place up
And, uh, yeah, they're, they're probably never going to use it. Think about it. Other than Mordor, unless we get another game in the series, which I don't know, has anybody seen any news? I think Raven Software has been condemned to uh, make make constant ports of Call of Duty, which, oh, God, from the studio that gave you games like Blood and uh, No One Lives Forever. Jesus Christ, what a fate to be uh, condemned to. Oh, Christ, I'm so pissed off. Um, yeah, they're never going to use that. I'm calling it right now. Other than anything Mordor-related, they're not going to use it. They're just literally hanging on to it so nobody else can use it. So any indie devs, any indie devs who are making any sort of, you know, game that somehow has some sort of Nemesis-esque um, system in place, screw you then. You can't do it. No, sir. The big WB is going to put the hammer on you. No didgeridoo. And that is fucking absurd. Like, okay, hypothetical situation. Imagine if FromSoft, FromSoft, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, you know them. Imagine if they copyright the whole notion of, of Dark Souls. Like, you know, oh, combat where you have to roll and where you, you know, stamina. Like, essentially, a Dark Souls-esque system where, hey, if games involve you having to deal with this sort of control setup, this certain uh, playthrough, yeah, a million other fucking games would get blacklisted. Neo would get blacklisted. Um, friggin' Code Vein, Gun, any of those. A Jedi Fallen Order. Jesus, imagine if FromSoft did that, they would probably be the most hated company on the earth. But instead, no, they're 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 cool guys. They're cool guys. No, EA and now Warner Brothers for enacting this shit, for uh, you know, standing against actual innovation. And I'll just say it right now. Jim Sterling said it. I'm saying it right now. Everybody else should say it. Everybody else should ingrain this in their mind. Patenting video game mechanics is stupid. Like, imagine if people patted in the goddamn. Imagine if Square padded into the whole ocean for, like, active time battling. Or, like, you know, anything related to FF12's combat system. Shit like uh, Xenoblade would get demolished instantly. That's the, And that pisses me off. It's just, people, I mean, yeah, you probably want to copyright it or whatever. Mm, depends. Like, say, if you want to copyright a title, okay. That's understandable if you want to, say, put a patent on the name Metroid. Eh, a little bit shitty. People might want to make fan games on it. Okay. Pa hell, patent something. Whatever. I, I'm, I, I ain't alone here. I'm just going by personal feelings right now. But, yeah, patenting. It is stupid. It is stupid, and my blood boils from thinking about it. Oh, yeah, Mortal Shell and Blasphemous. I think, well... I think if we were going to the hypothetical uh, thinking of, you know, if FromSoft put a patent on, say, anything that's, like, Souls-like-ish or whatever, um, they probably do a 3D. I mean, the 2D 
They probably figure out a workaround, like say, oh, you have a limited health resource, which A, that's bullshit. S stuff like Resident Evil has you farming for green herbs and red herbs, and that that counts as a health resource. Um, so yeah, that, that would be a whole debate in itself. Like, that would be interesting. Like, what if from, so okay, interesting debate topic. If Rumsoft made a patent back then for any sort of souls things, what would they potentially patent? What would constitute as a souls game for them to patent to potentially, you know, kill off the entire subgenre? Like, imagine friggin' the whole concept of Metroidvania being smashed, being uh, literally almost a majority of any game will be completely f shattered like anything that involves going into multiple routes multiple you know looking around for stuff anything in general they just be completely shattered enough but uh that made me pissed <laughs> oh boy that was probably the angriest i've ever been podcast oh i am spinning fire and yeah i I played the Mordor games recently. I think they're... I mean, I played the second one. I, I mean, I've been hearing that the first game was, you know, good. And the second one's a little bit of a rehash of the first. But, mm, I enjoyed it. But it's, you know, it's pretty stupid when you're friggin'... <laughs> when you're putting a goddamn patent over your goddamn game mechanic. That would be absolutely good in other games but no no you they're not going to use it i'm i'm putting a bet i'm putting a bet <laughs> with no money in it they will never use it beyond mordor or any other thing they will never use a nemesis system in any way shape or capacity for 15 years it's going to be another namco situation because namco never uh never used the loading screen never used mini games and loading screens shit like uh all those other t it originated in tekken right like when was the last tekken game that uh had a loading screen game in it huh? uh, mind explaining that to me they're never gonna use this they're never gonna use it there's no way other than mordor it's not like they'll put it in like friggin <laughs> imagine looney tunes with a looney tunes game with the nemesis system and uh your your daffy duck and then suddenly elmer fudd comes up <laughs> wow okay oh god that was an elmer fight oh <laughs> and uh, imagine the looney tunes game with like daffy duck and then you'll say all right varmint no that was macho man <laughs> you're pissing me off I'm, I'm gonna go rank up with the orcs see oh god bless mel blanc i wish he was still here but then mel blanc would tell him hey you're making patents for a goddamn nemesis system. Don't do it. Don't do it, you stupid idiots. Don't do it. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. That was rage. That was rage. That was raging against the machine. Um. All right. Then next, our final topic for news. God, I think I consumed a lot of time talking about the whole damn patents and scalping. And hacking and shite. Whoo! This is this is the most dramatic podcast I've done. But uh, yeah, um, the fall of Stadia. Well, 
to be honest, was there ever a... Oh. Okay, a little... I apologize for going to the Stata, but... Into Stadia, but apparently, you know, Twitch and uh, people are chatting. Um, to read up with you, I see a... To a good old friend, uh, The Voice. I see a Soul-like as a high-difficulty game with a main replenishable healing source. Collectible, depletable healing sources with a focus on close-range combat. Okay. I mean, that, that would be understandable, but... I mean, high difficulty. High difficulty... Because high difficulty would uh, imply... I mean, yeah, most people struggle with the games, but, you know... Honestly, I feel that difficulty might be a slightly subjective thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, Dark Souls are notoriously difficult for, like, casual people. Or people who don't know what they're doing. Most people who, you know, aren't really that experienced and stuff like... Take, for instance, Mega Man. Like, the early Mega Man games are hard as balls. I mean, yeah, Mega Man 1's notorious because, A, it's aged. It's aged quite a lot, and, you know, there's a lot of cheap things. Mostly, NES-era games mostly spawn with cheap stuff, and, uh, you know, Dark Souls kind of takes some influence a little bit with those, you know, the NES era of cheap stuff in it. And, uh, you know, they do a lot of things. They... It's not only just cheap stuff, but, you know, difficulty when it comes to dealing with enemies and all that. But, you know, you'll you'll get used to it. And there's a satisfaction with, like, taking care of the hard difficulty stuff. But if you're talking about, like, replenishable healing source, doesn't, uh, doesn't Mon Hun do the same thing, like Monster Hunter? Or maybe God Eater to an extent? Because, hey, I've been playing that game recently. Go check that shit out. Um, yeah, that could be something. Uh, a close-range combat, too. I mean, yeah, Monhun, you have guns and stuff. But I mean, Bloodborne, you have guns, too. But, yeah, this... I, I'll take that in. I mean, yeah, it's difficult. The topic of difficulty is an entirely subjective matter. With, you know, how skilled or how used to... How used you are to certain uh, gameplay styles or all that. I mean... A Mega, someone could be really good at Mega Man, but then also completely suck at something like Ninja Gaiden or something. But yeah, that's that's entirely a topic into its own. But yeah, Whew. I can't believe we're having a slightly intelligent discussion of uh, you know patents and difficulty in games and you know Dark Souls ish. Yeah, this the magic of uh, podcasting with an audience. Oh, even better if we add some sort of co-host. Yeah, it's a one-man show for the moment. We'll we'll be having applications filed soon enough. But yeah, our next topic, the uh, <laughs> Stadia. Personally, I never gave a shit. <laughs> I think nobody ever gave a shit about that console in the first place. Like, I don't know anyone who owns a Stadia. All I know is that it probably runs the best version of Cyberpunk on a console. And uh, we know that CDPR is uh, enduring hell with regards to, you know, their hacks and stuff. But, uh, yeah. Stadia. Let me just pull up the article then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stadia. They had a first-party division, which... Did they publish anything of note? I know they did a few launch games, but they're small, like, puzzle stuff or whatever. 
they're unmemorable. Much like the Stadia itself. Um, yeah. So Stadia, they're going through shit. <laughs> um, their first party studios are slowly shutting down. And Stadia itself is meh. Like it's always been meh. Um, I mean, they're committed. They're strictly third party. But holy shit, Stadia. I mean, okay, this is whole, we're going to branch off to the topic. It's it's connected to slightly, but uh, the whole notion of streaming games, like, really the only streaming stuff is, yeah, streaming movies, it's perfectly fine. Like, they're not interactive in the slightest. You're literally just watching a, whatever MP4 file or whatever master of the movie they have stored on the server somewhere. Um... When it comes to something like a game, however, there's an interactive component, there's settings, you're obviously dealing with some sort of input lag or whatever, and then, you know, all that. And then, you know, occasionally with streaming, occasionally depending on the service or depending on, you know, whatever ISP or uh, internet you have, the experience will vary. You're going to potentially deal with things that are, you know, you'll lag. You'll lag, and then you'll have issues with your game in general. You'll have problems where, you know, you can barely move. King Crimson is wrecking havoc on your uh, your Call of Duty run, and uh, shit goes downhill extremely quick, depending on your setup. Which, uh, yeah, judging by people with Stadia, I know, uh, you know, I've been watching <laughs> uh, good old Castle Super Beast. I love them. I love them with the bottom of my heart. Um, <laughs> they uh, they have one of the journalists come in for the Washington Post, Gene Park. He's a funny guy. Follow him on Twitter. Um, he's a guy with the Kirby, Kirby Bayonetta profile pic. He, he was probably... He's best known for the guy who was playing Destiny 2 at a Stadia showcase somewhere. Um... And he's pressing the jump button, he's pressing X or whatever the uh, Stadia equivalents, you know, whatever's on the controller on the Stadia, whatever the equivalent of that button is. And uh, his character's having an obvious delay in jumping. It's just showing a bunch of lag. He's just jumping up in place like it's Mario stuck on a goddamn pole. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's something. That's pain. Um, yeah, that shows how uh, reliable your thing is. So, streaming potential, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna copy whatever other people have said. Probably people because for us, for anyone in North America in England, internet-wise, where we're, we're not really the best when it comes to this. We're, we're not ready yet. We are not ready yet. However, I can say this that uh any sort of Japan or Korean, because think about it, the Japanese and the uh, Korean, all those cultures, they're kind of more into internet, uh, technology-wise, with regards to internet, they're progressing a hell of a lot, you know, faster. With, uh, they, they have internet cafes, they literally play every, uh, it's more technologically ingrained, they have goddamn bullet trains on magnets, so I, I believe, game streaming for us, for American-wise, when we're developing it in-house in our country, 
um, I mean, I'm Canadian, but still, um, game streaming for North American, maybe Europe, technology-wise, much like Cyberpunk, I'll, I'll do the whole uh, Rodney Dangerfield bit a bit, bit again. Oh, put her, put her back in. She's not ready yet. We're, uh, we just need to wait. We just need to wait. But uh, them, them, the the guys on the other side of the ocean, they'll probably get it first. That's another bet of mine. They'll they'll perfect the other game streaming first. Like the one service I've used, it's PlayStation Now because you know PS4 has the shittiest thing of not being able to have you know PS3 compatibility with your games. I can't go to like the PlayStation Store. They couldn't just do like whatever they did with PS1 classics, even PS2 cl games, and just like put them. That was a shit business move on their end. Why couldn't they just put all these backwards games? Like, it's not like you can insert the disc in them or whatever. But why couldn't you just have digital versions of the games to pop up to play? I mean, Nintendo, despite how much shit it gets, their virtual console thing, they uh, they did it pretty well. But, you know, I'm just throwing that out. But, yeah, Google Stadia. And, oh, get this. Oh, get this. How recent is this? This seems juicy. Literally February the 8th. How have I not heard of this? I've only heard about the first party disbanding, but shit, damn. Ho, ho. Okay, Terraria creator cancels Stadia version. Oh my god, this this goes beyond Stadia. This is a whole ass issue with Google itself. Okay. Google Stadia made news this month when it announced it was shutting down its original first party production house. Yeah, we discussed this. Focusing on third, but one of those may be rocks. Oh boy. They discussed about working on third party, but then one of their third parties is saying, no, fuck you. You don't deserve you. Okay, what's this? My phone? Okay, so this is the creator of Terraria. For those who don't know Terraria, people call it two-day Minecraft, but I honestly think it's its own thing. I, I played it a little bit. I mean, I'm more versed into Minecraft, but I see why people like Terraria. It's it's a unique game. It has the floating eyeball monsters. And honestly, I think floating eyeball monsters are kind of creepier than any sort of ghast. But uh, anyway, the uh, creator, Andrew Spinks, um, Demilogic, his uh, Twitter handle, um, my phone has lost access to thousands of dollars on apps on Google Play. I had just bought lord of the rings 4k and can't finish it my man you can't finish lord of the rings 4k screw google google is the ultimate villain no they do that you have the right to deserve it but yeah i can i can see why you're pissed you're perfectly understandable <laughs> culture too um my google drive data is completely gone okay that's under now there's an understandable reason for you to be pissed like, on my Google Drive, I have thousands of sketches. I have thousands of uh, programs, codes I've worked on. All that shit. Imagine if that thing suddenly goes away. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. I'd be friggin' livid if everything I had on my Google Drive just seemingly nuked. I mean, yeah, that's obviously a thing. That's a risk most people would have to take if you're... Yeah. You know that whole uh, saying, well, oh, you can put everything on the cloud, but it's not like it'll last forever. But yeah, that uh, that's just shitty. That's just shitty in general. He can't even access his YouTube channel. The worst of all is that he's he lost his access to his Gmail address. 
the Gmail address that he's been used for 15 years. Probably for like his entire time working for like, you know, the whole game in general. I absolutely have not done anything to violate your terms of ser Okay, so it's, it's maybe it's a bot. Maybe it's a whole thing. Maybe it's just someone at Google deciding to, you know, blaze it. And then, you know, go crazy with like admin settings. But... Yeah, I absolutely have not done anything to violate your terms of service, so I can take this no other way than you deciding to burn this bridge. Consider it burned. Terraria for Google Stadia is cancelled. My company will no longer support any of your platformers. Well done. Well done. That is brilliant. I applaud you, good sir, because when the company does shit like that, you go bite their hand off. That is brilliant. I applaud you. I genuinely, that is a good move. I mean, a who the hell plays Stadia anyways? Yeah, you're you have the PC market. You're on Switch. You're on PS4. You're doing good for yourself. Your Terraria has been out for a long while. It isn't like as big as Minecraft per se. Like it's never gonna overshadow it. But you know, it's it's got its own fan following. It's got its own dedicated fan community. It's it's its own niche thing. It's big. People love it. And yeah, I, I respect it. Hell, <laughs> I think this talk about Terraria, you know what? Just to support you, man, I might buy a copy for myself. I might get back into it just to figure it out. Because fuck Google in this case. You know, Fred posted late last night. Spinks lamented about how he logged out of his Google account. Yeah, burn that bridge. Burn that bitch to the ground. It's unclear he had to deal with Google targeting him in some way. Oh, if Google targeted him, yeah, that's that's definitely a case to burn a bridge. It was mainly fan, be fans, not Google's, that punished. That's punished if Terraria does not. Yeah, but really, who plays on Stadia? Spinks his situation of gaining traction. Okay, so I don't know if Google or Stadia, if they'll probably do an apology or some sort of whomever. But, uh, yeah, this is highly sketchy. This is highly something that you know, potentially has to be done, but, yeah. Oh, multi- <laughs> Oh, wait, does, uh, Terraria have crossplay or something? Because, hmm, that's funny. Oh, God, crossplay. If only every game could have it. If only every developer could, like, you know, Jesus. Oh, my God, I just had the worst thought. I just had the worst fucking thought that just crossed my mind. If, imagine if crossplay was patented. Imagine if the whole notion of, like, playing a game with other people on different consoles was completely nuked out of the water. Holy shit, that would be the upright. Um, roll back netcode. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I need, I need to stop. Because some idiot... I'm, I, I'm certain some idiot would be cackling at the notion of uh, completely locking out... <laughs> Of completely locking out rollback. Like, oh my god, that would... <laughs> oh. Mm. Oh. That is absolutely disgusting. That it, that makes... To, uh, to quote Droopy the Dog from those Tom and Jerry shorts. That makes me mad. But, uh, but yeah. So, yeah. News-wise, we talked about CDPR getting hacked. We talked about the winter update for Street Fighter V. 
we talked about Godzilla singular point and how it was how it looks uh the humans they look like generic animu the creatures they kind of reek of the berserk CGI but honestly uh, the things we do to endure this pain to go the pain to go through to see the things we love uh and then, yeah, I went rage mode on scalpers, patents for the nemesis system, and, uh, yeah, Terraria creating, ter Terraria creator, bashing Stadia, which, good on him, good on him, stand your ground. We'll, uh, we'll ha probably wait to see developments on it. I'm gonna go buy a copy of Terraria, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Other than that, before we, uh, while we're near the end of the cast, might as well go through a few things. We'll talk about what I've done recently, what I've, uh, a quick review. I probably mentioned this already, I kind of said it a little bit, but might as well go in depth. Um, Godzilla, more in particular, a movie I've watched recently. Um, Final Wars, which, as I said earlier, or, uh, did I just say ear burglar? <laughs> um, as I've said earlier, Final Wars, probably the most uh, divisive of films. Like, it's the... Okay, I know we've been talking about patenting calendars. Um, there's the Japanese calendar, which is like the Showa, the Heisei. I think right now we're doing the Rikia, Reishei, whatever. But yeah, um, that whole ordeal... Just gotta switch out for a sec. Um, that whole issue. Honestly, people have been probably overreacting a little bit. Like, uh, okay, most people, they understand, hey, it's been directed, I just found this out right now, but uh, the movie, I, I actually found out a lot of movies from, uh, I actually found out a lot of things after I've watched it, but, um, yeah, apparently it was made by the same guy who did Battle Royale, or at least uh, Battle Royale with regards to, like, the movie Battle Royale, not the game. It's not like this guy, the guy who made Final Wars, decided to come up with the whole concept of uh, Fortnite. But, um, yeah, he directed Battle Royale versus, and I think the guy also did the cinematography for the MGS1 remake, um, Twin Snakes. So, yeah. It's that, and that's neat on that end. And yeah, some people, because it looks a little more action-y, people were complaining a little bit because it kind of emphasized a little bit of the human drama over than the actual kaijus themselves, which, I mean, honestly, okay, it's a little bit of a known, known, uh, known cliche, a known little bit complaint that the drama on the human side is that, you know, nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. No, Nobody, it's much like, you know, much like Stadia. Nobody cares about the humans. They, they just want to see big lizard man and big hydra go uh, breathe on each other with radiation. But, yeah. People complain about that, and I, I honestly thought it was a neat change of pace. I mean, I, I mean I'm not... I'm not the biggest uh, goji professional, but as someone who's relatively new, 
to like, you know, getting into this. I, I thought, okay, finally I could actually give a shit about these uh, other people involved. But, yeah. And uh, not only that, and then I will... <laughs> uh, the whole movie is a complete non-stop uh, fest of action, of uh, complete utter nuttiness. Like, literally we see, okay, it was released in 2004 or somewhere around that timeline, and I think, you know, it was drowning in so much early 2000s. I was watching, I was getting, like, goddamn nostalgic-gasms. Like, <laughs> I've been hearing, like, every Matrix reference, the main villains, I think even the main protag, they're, they're, they have leather jackets, they have Cyclops shades, um, <laughs> oh my god, it reeked, it reeked of so much 2000s, um, Gordon's, uh, Captain Gordon, uh, Don Fry's character, he literally, near the end of the scene, I'm not spoiling anything, I mean, hell, it's a 2004 movie, but, you know, if it, I want to imply people to watch it. Um, he gets a sword. He gets a sword and he does the most badass, like, he... It's this big, burly American martial artist. And he just has a sword. Oh, yeah! And, uh, boys, if you liked Giggin, if you liked the, uh, chicken... Oh, I'm sorry, as the dub calls him, Gigan, Gigan, you know, like you're saying Guy Gas from Earthbound, Gigan. um... <laughs> Yeah, Gigan was the edgiest <laughs> kaiju. I mean, other than, you know, the Monster X, um, Gigan, he literally, I'm, I'm not gonna say, but, you know, he, he, he does poses. He does so much poses like it's a goddamn Power Rangers episode. Uh, the movies, if you love action, if you love cheese, it's, it's so good. It's so good. If, if you just want a pure popcorn flick, I mean, there's a lot of fan service. Like, I think a, a majority of the Showa characters, Showa Heisei, they're given, like, you know, they're, they're given cameos. Oh, I, if you love Hedera, don't watch this movie. Don't watch this movie, though, because if, you, if you're, a, like, 2% of Hedera's following, do not watch the movie. You will be severely disappointed with how Goji decides to take him out because, okay, I'll just say the plot right now. The plot is it's aliens. It's aliens and they're taking over the monsters. And one of the mo and the main villain is literally Asian Wesker played by a common Rider actor who, uh, who has the most hammiest, the most hammiest performances I've ever seen in a long while because when he summons Gigan, he just... Gigan! Rise! And then, you know, you have Edgy Chicken emerging from the the earth itself. And it's the best. And it's the and it's the absolute best. You, you, just watch the movie. Just watch the movie. I'm imploring you. Um and especially okay. Around this time, Toho kinda, you know. It's common knowledge that Toho themselves did not like the 98, the original version of Goji. The 98 version where, you know, he was literally just a glorified dinosaur in that version. Uh, and, you know, that's a lot of fish. And uh, Matthew Broderick was involved, but eh, who gives a shit? Um, 
the 98 Goji, and it's funny because, okay, there were obviously other uses of CGI in that film, but he's like the the one pure CGI monster in the movie compared to like the Goji tradition of having like puppets and people in giant massive kaiju suits. Um, he's the one pure CGI character. And then when he fights Godzilla, it's this goddamn Blink-182, uh, Sum 41. It's to the Sum 41 song. Um, I, I, it's just the edgiest, the edgiest, most early 2000s music I've ever heard. It's it's Sonic Adventure 2 tier. Um, he, Zilla, because that's the, uh, the unofficial nickname that the fan base has come up with him, because Zilla... He's not worthy of being a god, so he's just Zilla. Um, Zilla tries to leap at him at the OG Godzilla, and the uh, OG just slaps him with his tail and just just blasts him to death inside the Sydney Opera House. And it's, I honestly, if uh, that if we've seen that movie, if that movie was in theaters, like Japanese theaters, American theaters, any theaters, God, I miss theaters in general. Um, if that was in theaters, I swear to God, the whole... I, the place could have probably blown up. Like, honestly, the the idea was that, like, the whole Japanese fan base would have probably erupted. Hell, even the American fan base, because... <laughs> we took their boy and butchered them, and now they took our version of their boy, and they butchered them. So, hey... So wow, that's how that's how karma works. That's how it goes. So, Goji Final Wars, pure popcorn film, fused with the Matrix, fused with, uh, fused with Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Edge Lord Chickens, people who are apparently the kaiju version of the X Men. Good movie, good. Uh, go, uh, in my opinion, I'm not a Goji professional. Once again. But good, good ass film, good ass film. Worth your time. Go, go buy it. Go watch it on Amazon Prime. Go wherever get it. Just uh, watch it. Watch it. Watch the movie. Watch Final Wars. Watch it. And uh, if and uh, I'm waiting, I am waiting because if King of the Monsters, if the last uh, legendary film, King of the Monsters, was their version of uh, Destroy All Monsters or All Out Attack. I'm waiting for their version of Final Wars because uh, we had this little bit of a discussion. If Legendary did their version of Final Wars, if their version of Captain Gordon, okay, a little bit of a rant, Keanu Reeves, okay, he's a nice man, but he can't do accents for shit. Like, you ever heard the man in Dracula? You ever heard him go, oh, uh, Tuesday the 22nd, Budapest, entering Budapest. Oh my God, British people would throttle that man yeah he's john wick but there's a reason why john wick's mostly a silent cold-faced killer <laughs> uh, yeah all right i guess we're near the end so might as well you know wait for questions if anyone wants any questions before we sign up Just, uh, you know, waiting, waiting for things.
I'll tell you that we had a little bit of a healthy rant. We we vented out our frustrations towards a few things. We we talked about, you know, patents, hacking. You know, we had a genuinely friendly conversation. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. It was... It was good. And I was talking the whole time. I didn't really have time to draw, mostly. Oh, God, I got so passionate, I forgot how to draw entirely. Mm. Oh. I will say this. I'll feel a little bit accomplished, because um, I have a... I think I'm kind of pseudo-friends with a voice actor. Or at least, you know, a starting out voice actor. Um, you know, anyone knows Austin Lee Matthews? He's, uh, I think he's mostly the voice for, uh, he's mostly the voice for, yeah, uh, uh, check, check him out. Check him out. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. I mean, he, he gave me a few advice. I mean, yeah, I'm probably mostly, he just fixes me as a fan, but, you know, <laughs> he's a neat guy. He's a neat guy. Checked into him. Found out apparently he does a voice for uh, one of the characters for, you know, my running gag of calling his character Roche, Roche, excuse me, I'm Canadian, but I'm not even slightly French. Um, he does the voice for Rock, Roche, 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 Jesus Christ, I'm confusing him for, uh, I'm confusing him for Fang. Hold on one sec. Washer probably acting up, goddamn. But yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Questions. Mm. Yeah. I'm. I, I probably have to head out to probably fix some laundry, so we might not have time for questions. But hey, I'll address them during the next. So, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to me rant about. Uh, rant about shitty business decisions probably the most passionate i've gotten this this will be memorable god bless and uh remember check out my twitch check out my youtube and check out the link for the oct tournament the one specifically because look at them artists they they kick ass they're all neat people the one hosted by uh either go Search up on Twitter, Sukoshi Kaze, or uh, check him out. Check him out. This is it for uh, audio listeners and for people watching the stream. Ciao. And uh, yeah, rock on. And don't put patents on goddamn game mechanics, you twerps. Then send it to committee for review. Stamp it, date it, duplicate it, double space and correlate it, never fold or mutilate it, that would never do. That's it, the two committee for review.